the top faces in new places for the 2023 season. That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. And welcome in to the Thursday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Schubert back with you here once again on the show. Hope everybody is having a fantastic and wonderful start to their Thursday. We've got a fun one in store for you here today on the show. Another deep dive. We had a great one yesterday uh, looking at the teams most likely to be picking inside the top 10. We are going with another deep dive today looking at what has occurred already through the NFL in free agency and talking about the top faces in new places for 2023. I know when free agency begins and there's that mad dash, there's that mad frenzy, dollars are being thrown around all over the place. We all react to those moves in real time and discuss our immediate thoughts. But over the course of time, as free agency progresses, as the draft gets a little bit closer, maybe you forgot about a certain player that signed somewhere. Maybe you forgot that uh, a team didn't bring back a certain player and had to go get a player at that same position. And so they are a top face in a new place. And so that is what we are doing here today. I have the positions written out here uh, on the other screen. We're going through quarterbacks, running backs, wide receiver, tight end, and O-linemen for the offensive side of the ball, and DND tackle, linebacker, corner and safety for the defensive side of the ball. Some of these positions, I threw a couple of names down for us to have conversations. uh, And for some, there's just one name. I think it is very, very obvious who the top face in the new place is um, for us to have this conversation. So we'll talk about the player. We'll talk about the impact. And I will tell you, that was uh, the main piece of my methodology when putting this list together was taking a gander at these players that are high names at their positions, right? They, They are high-profile names at these positions, but also they are being brought in to play impactful roles for their new team. And so it's a combination of the impact that the player can have, but also the team need part of it as well, uh, that these teams needed to go out and get some reinforcements at this specific position. So we will start. And he almost was the thumbnail because I had the photo already ready. The photo was already set up and ready to go in the, the software that I use to make the thumbnail because I have used this photo in the past, but I chose not to. I said, you know what? No, we're going to pick a new photo. That's why Odo Beckham Jr. is the photo. We'll get to him here in a second. But I almost, he was in there for a second, then I took him out because it is probably the most high profile at the biggest position, top face in a new place. I'm ready in the comments, in the live YouTube chat for the Jets bias to be all over the place. But you are not going to convince me that there is no bigger top face in a new place at the quarterback position than Aaron Rodgers playing quarterback next season for the New York Jets. It's marquee for so many different reasons. For the 18 years or so in Green Bay that he's now putting behind him, uh, the Jets making a splashy move to go out and get Aaron Rodgers and get themselves a quarterback to try to put themselves into a Super Bowl contending window. Um, You know, we 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 could discuss Jimmy Garoppolo going from San Francisco to to Vegas. Sure, that's, that's a big deal. For, for Vegas, but nothing tops what Aaron Rodgers, uh, the six weeks of will the trade get done, won't the trade get done, the darkness retreat, going from the Packers to the Jets, basically reliving Brett Favre's end to his football career. How could that not be the top face in a new place? 
at the quarterback position. Heldy says here in the live YouTube chat, I think the amount of QB signed this offseason who will end up starting at some point this season will surprise everybody. Heineke, Mike White, Dalton, Stidham, Mayfield, and Brissett might all start at points uh, this season. Baker Mayfield, probably uh, the week one starter, I think, down there in Tampa. Uh, Mike White, certainly a, a candidate when you consider Tua's um, injury profile and the uh, and the time that he has missed um, in recent years. Andy Dalton could potentially be the, the week one starter for Carolina. We'll, we'll see how that ultimately plays out. Uh, but Stidham, uh, Bursett, Heineke, yeah, all guys that an injury could very easily uh, put them in the mix. And Tuttle brings up what I believe is the most underrated point so far, um, that Aaron Rodgers kept himself low-key, that Tuttle was surprised that I was able to remember that he moved on from this past season. And Tuttle, you know, between the darkness retreat and the the six weeks of will the trade, won't the trade get done, the Pat McAfee um, interview, it, it's just hard. It was just hard to kind of remember uh, that we went through all that, that everybody experienced all that together, and now Aaron Rodgers is now at OTAs, and guy had a calf strain the other day, and everybody freaks out. So, you, you know, it's, it's hard to keep all this stuff um, together and in just in the timeline, just making sure it all makes sense. It's very difficult to do sometimes. Uh, hopefully you can sense the sarcasm there. Running backs, I think there are two names that make uh, a lot of sense here, and one for a team that I think adding this player um, could rejuvenate a lot of um, what they are trying to do, right? they This team, new head coach, completely new coaching staff across the board, and when I, when I think of new coaches coming in in their first year and building out a staff, I can't remember a staff that I have been more impressed with being put together and with every coordinator or senior assistant or position coach that gets brought into this team, uh, I don't remember ever feeling this excited about every single coaching hire that got brought in to the Carolina Panthers uh, this offseason. Obviously, it starts with Frank Reich as the head coach, but um, Ejiro on the defensive side of the ball being the coordinator. Um, Jim Caldwell's there. Josh McCown to be the quarterback's coach. I mean, there are just so many great coaches that they brought in, and they followed that up with Christian McCaffrey out the door, right, gets traded uh, to the San Francisco 49ers. Um, they are able to make it work with the guys that they have in that building, but this offseason, the Carolina Panthers go out and they sign Miles Sanders uh, to a deal, and so he is the top face in a new place for the running back position. Sportsnut mentions it in the chat that Miles Sanders under Deuce Staley again, um, another coach that I didn't mention, discussing the laundry list of great coaches that the Detroit Lions have brought in uh, to their mists for 2023, and so for me, um, this having a stable running game is going to really unlock the ability for Bryce Young to have some success early on in his NFL career. And I thought the the willingness to go out and spend that kind of dollars and go out and get a marquee free agent at the running back position to add to this room, um, I think showed that this team really understands what they are going to need to do. And this was before they even made the decision of who they were going to take with the number one pick, before they even traded for the number one pick. Um, I thought it was very, very important and very, very telling that they understood what they needed to do to set their rookie quarterback up, whoever that might be, um, for success. We, we can talk about all of the other players that, they, that they've gotten um, around this team via the draft, via free agency. There's another free agent that's going to make this list um, as well a little bit later on. Um, but yeah, for me, Miles Sanders was the big one. And the other guy that I want to shout out, and this is a complimentary piece, right? Because um, I don't think he's going to be the starting running back in this, in this place. But David Montgomery, top face in new place. I think if you 
you want to talk about a, a underlying storyline for the top faces in new places, guys that change within the division are certainly people that we maybe we should, you know, highlight here. And so David Montgomery going from the Bears to the Lions, being probably the 1A2 uh, to Jameer Gibbs there in Detroit in that Ben Johnson offense. I don't know how that doesn't get you excited that Ben Johnson's going to be looking at all of the uh, the weaponry that he has on offense and is going to feel really, really good about what he is going to be able to to accomplish there offensively. So wanted to give some love to David Montgomery. Again, when you have those interdivision changes via free agency, those are always ones that you want to keep an eye on because whether or not it matters or not, it's going to be one of those storylines when the Lions play the Bears for the first time. Uh, the the broadcast is going to inundate us with the David Montgomery revenge game and David Montgomery back in uh, back at Soldier Field and David Montgomery back against the Bears and all of that stuff uh, will definitely be put right in front of our faces. Um, for wide receiver, we've got two names here uh, that I want to mention here and you see it in the thumbnail so you know who one of these guys is going to be for those of you watching the show live on YouTube, Odo Beckham Jr. And listen, Baltimore getting wide receiver help for Baltimore getting wide receiver help for um, Lamar Jackson was paramount, was Thing number one that they needed to address this offseason, other than figuring out the Lamar Jackson situation, but they bring in Todd Monken, they start this new era of offense, and finally, finally, finally supporting, supporting Lamar Jackson with weaponry on offense was thing number one that they needed to do. They did it in the draft via Zay Flowers, but more importantly, I think they did it via free agency with Odell Beckham Jr. This is a this is a star at this at this position. This is a big name at this position. There are headlines, there's glamour, there's glitz, there's all the attention that comes with signing a player like Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, and listen, we, we're not that far removed from him being a key part of a Super Bowl run and a Super Bowl championship for the Los Angeles Rams. Was a very key player in that game before he got hurt. Now, yes, there are the questions about coming back from the injury, how long does it take him to fully get back up to NFL speed, and how impactful is he over the course of 17 games? Does it, does it take him two, three, four games to really get back into the flow of things? And so then it becomes um, a 13, a 13 um, really game stretch for um, Odo Beckham Jr. And so for me, I wanted to, wanted to shout that out. And I'm seeing some seeing some comments in the chat, and maybe we'll, we'll address this here because Tuttle says Ridley and DJ Moore for wide receivers. I get it. I understand what you're saying. I focused on free agency. I didn't focus on trades other than maybe Rodgers. Um, I, I really wanted to be very, very particular to, to to free agency. But yes, DJ Moore, a part of the trade for number one overall, um, certainly would make a, a ton of sense. And certainly while we're having this conversation, we should mention them. I'll tell you, Calvin really, I didn't kind of think about because they they traded him like so long ago and he just wasn't on the team so it was just kind of weird for me but but yes that's certainly one they traded him during the during uh, last season um but yeah DJ Moore certainly uh, um understandable so i leaned more towards free agency um so if there are people from the trade perspective um again other than Rodgers i don't think there's a single player on this list that wasn't a free agency move uh this offseason but there there are trade candidates um that i missed when having this conversation Please throw them in the chat so we can mention them here. And, and Sportsnet's got the other one. Oda Beckham Jr. was one for me. Adam Thielen was number two. We just mentioned DJ Moore, part of that trade for the number one overall pick. He's off to Chicago. And so now there's been a void. There's a vacuum there um, in Carolina for um, a major top wide receiver target. And I don't know if Adam Thielen it, it can still be a number one, a true, true a number one, generate all the attention, all the buzz, forcing other defenses to completely change what they do that given week when they play you to focus on um, taking away Adam Thielen. But 
I certainly think the veteran presence of Adam Thielen is going to be very important for the development of Bryce Young here in year one. And I still think there's enough left in the tank to where Adam Thielen can be a really, really good wide receiver two or wide receiver three uh, for this football team. And so for me, that's certainly an, another um, check in the box for how Carolina has chosen to uh, construct themselves this offseason. And again, great coaching hires, great coaching staff that they put together. I thought they did really well in the draft. They went out and got their guy with the number one overall pick. Um, and then they added with Miles Sanders and Adam Thielen in, three, in free agency to really help uh, this offense. Uh, sports not tight end, not lumped into this group. Uh, we will get to that uh, next year. One player, one player for tight end. Sports not threw out Mike Gusecki to New England here um, on this list. I got a name that I think makes more sense. And I am a big believer that it, the best thing you can do Maybe this was more relevant maybe five, seven years ago, but I still think it's relevant this offseason. Uh, I still think it's relevant in today's NFL. If you have a young rookie quarterback, right, you drafted a guy early in the first round and he's going to be a starter early in his career. One of the best things you can do for that young quarterback is give him that safety blanket. Give him that pass catcher over the middle of the field that can be great in the checkdowns, can be great in the short yardage, can be that go-to if things on the outside get a little frisky or hairy and you're up against two really good corners and they're able to shut down your targets. The best thing you can have is that threat in the middle, short to medium areas of the field to help you move the chains, to help keep the offense above schedule. And so for me, the Houston Texans, before they decided to take C.J. Stroud, they went out in free agency and they got Dalton Schultz uh, to be their tight end one there. And for me, yeah, pair that with what they did in the draft, adding C.J. Stroud, that is such a massive investment. And so when I consider the impact at the tight end position for 2023 uh, in, in terms of free agency, I don't know if there's a player that's going to be able to have more impact for their specific team at this position in free agency than Dalton, Dalton Schultz will have for the Houston Texans and for the development of C.J. Stroud in year one. The Houston wide receiver core, Jamie and I have had lengthy debates on this specifically this week on the Prospects and Props podcast where he's a little bit higher on this group than I am. It's not that bad of a group, but it's not that great of a group. Dalton Schultz being a really good pass catching tight end certainly can help um, in that regard. And so for me, that's huge for the development of Stroud. And so he's the top face in new place for um, 2023. Uh, offensive line. We've got two names here for offensive line uh, in the top faces in new places. And I think there are two teams that clearly understood that they needed to get better on their offensive line, that they needed to get better at protecting their quarterback. And for one team, uh, this move has led to a trade request for another player on this specific team. Um, it's a lot of dollars that they spent on this specific player. But for the Cincinnati Bengals, protecting Joe Burrow, they've got the wide receiver core. Um, I think they've got a, a great defense that they've, they've been putting together, and I thought they did great in the draft, adding uh, Miles Murphy in the draft to this group. Um, they've got Dax Hill. they got DJ Turner. I mean, they had a very, very good draft in putting together a great team to help defensively um, Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. But protecting him, very, very important. And for me, the signing of Orlando Brown Jr. Um, is the top face in new place. Goes from Kansas City. Remember, was in Baltimore, gets the trade to Kansas City. Uh, goes to Kansas City, plays pretty well, I would say. And then he par parlays that into a massive contract for himself there uh, in Cincinnati. The other player that I think is very important, and, and this, is, this is fascinating to me, right? And Maybe you guys share a similar thought process uh, to how I feel, but I'm always intrigued when a new coach, a new GM gets to a city, gets to a team, gets to a place. The first things they do 
whether it's via free agency or via the draft, are the most telling, right? Because that tells you where their mindset is. That tells you where they feel their team is at in a life cycle. That tells you where they think they need the most improvement, right? And so when this coach got hired to this team, we knew we would have some level of say in what uh, the team was going to do. And specifically when it comes to free agency, he's going to have an impact in looking at the way that this roster is put together and seeing areas of weakness and seeing areas of improvement and making suggestions to the front office of areas that he would like to see this team get better. And so it was really telling to me that one of the first moves the Denver Broncos made in the offseason after hiring Sean Payton was to go out and spend a lot of money on Mike McGlinchey to help anchor their offensive line. Russell Wilson was not good in 2023. We know that. Part of that was the protection. And so for the Denver Broncos to go out there and spend a lot of money very early on in free agency to go out and get Mike McGlinchey, that kind of checks the box for what we're talking about here for the top faces in new places. So that closes the book on the offensive side of the ball. It took us 16 minutes to get through the intro of the show and the offensive side of the ball. Hopefully we're not here uh, for 45 minutes looking at the defensive side of the ball. So we start with the defensive ends, and I picked one player here. Um, for defense events, and that would be uh, for Seattle, Draymond Jones, the player that I selected. For Seattle, the second half of last year didn't go very well for them, and it was in large part due to the fact that the passing offense that they had with Geno Smith um, deteriorated. They didn't, first half Geno was not, at, was so much better than second half Geno, and I think they'll sort that stuff out. Um, they're going to heavily rely on their running game with Kenneth Walker. They drafted Zach Charbonnet. They've invested in the offensive line over the last couple of years. I think they'll fix themselves um, offensively. But one of the things I thought Seattle needed defensively was some extra juice when it comes to their pass rush, When it, extra juice when it comes to getting after the quarterback, right? They've made some investments over the last couple of years. They drafted Boye Mafe in the middle rounds, um, what, in 2022, um, but a player that is still coming on, still developing. And so they threw a lot of money at addressing this problem via free agency with Draymond Jones. Sportsnot gives a great um, honorable mention that I'll mention here, Clayus Campbell in Atlanta due to the impact for their defense. That's a player that play, that's been playing at an elite level. That's a great veteran leader for that team. I think is going to excite that defense, is going to get them ready to go. So I think that's a great shout as well when it comes to uh, defensive end. The tackle. It was the first major domino to fall in free agency. Like when I think back to the, those those that, that those legal tampering days, right? The early part of free agency. One of the first moves we saw, if I can remember correctly, at least from a big name perspective, was Javon Hargrave going from Philadelphia to San Francisco. And when you look at the impact that a player like Javon Hargrave can have on this defense, and you look at what they already have defensively with, with Bosa and what they've built in their in their secondary, they've got Fred Warner, who's a great player at, at the linebacker position. Great Swiss Army knife, can basically do everything. Uh, really great in coverage. Um, adding an additional piece to the interior of that defense is going to be just unbelievably fun uh, to watch. Al Bundy says, "Good thing they got Hargrave. Their draft sucked. It didn't suck. They started drafting and not until the third round. They did have a bevy of picks, but it didn't start until the third round. And I think with that in mind." If you were grading on a curve that they didn't start picking until the 24th pick of the third round, I thought they did okay. I thought they did average. Heldy says it sucked. I will defend the San Francisco 49ers draft class. It's not as bad as people think. I thought they made some good flyers late on day three. Um, Jake Moody is going to be the most impactful player that they selected. They got a starting kicker. Um, they got I mean, Cameron Latu. I, I, you know, I think it's a, a nice developmental tight end for them. He's just depth. Um, I, I didn't hate it as much. It's not great. I'm not coming up here clamoring that it's a great draft class. I just don't think it's as terrible as you guys are making it out. Just saying. 
specifically since they didn't start picking until round three. Uh, linebackers. Paige was in the chat in the pre-show. Hope she's still here because we're going to talk about the Bears signing Tremaine Edmonds at the linebacker position. Listen, this was a big money contract at the position. It's a big, it's a big market. It's a it's a team that's trying to be on the rise. I know. Hopefully, my guy Bailey's here so he can hear the good things that I'm going to say about the Bears because I I guess he thinks that only I only say bad things about the Bears. But Tremaine Edmonds, an investment into that level of the defense. They also signed T.J. Edwards as well. You can throw that one in there. Um, but I thought the Tremaine Edmonds uh, signing, uh, again, checks the box of a top face. It's a great player in Buffalo at this position in a new place, in a big market. So we'll see if the strategy works out with what they invested their free agency dollars in, spending all that money on big name um, linebackers and really trying to overhaul that group. We'll see if it pans out, um, but we'll see. We will see. Uh, Bobby Okariki is another name that got, that got mentioned in the chat that we probably should shout out here as well. All right, we've got two positions left. We've got corner and we've got safety. And we've got four names for this position group, for these position groups. I've got two names for each group. And we will start with the corners. And I just noticed this. I didn't remember it while doing it. But the two players I picked play in the same division. I didn't, rec- I didn't realize it in real time when picking the two players. But the two players that I selected play in the same in the same position in the same division excuse me player number one the Detroit Lions signing Cameron Sutton corner to their team and for me for a team that traded um Jeffrey Okuda that wanted to overhaul this this group is on the rise has really kind of figured it out in every other area right has figured it out when it comes to pass rush with Aiden Hutchinson James Houston uh, came on strong second half of last season um the linebacker group Malcolm Rodriguez really emerged for them um those are you know they've they've made investments there then they made some investments here in the draft by selecting uh or in free agency by going out and spending money on Cameron Sutton and so for me uh, a starting corner at the at at a position of need for the Detroit Lions uh gets them on this list and Heldy figured it out. Heldy knew exactly where I was going. Byron Murphy for Minnesota. Um, I think this is a great signing. I think they are going to put Byron Murphy in the best position to succeed. They're going to put him um, in a more uh, in a more position suitable for the way that he plays the corner position. He'll probably play um, the nickel. And I think that's going to showcase Byron Murphy's um, true skills at the NFL level. So I'm very excited. Uh, and he's a big name, played well enough at Arizona uh, in this in that Vance Joseph defense. And so for me, uh, Byron Murphy, the other player at the corner position, two safeties, one, a big money contract. And two, I think a player that's going to help build a culture in a place that needs culture being built. Player number one, uh, safety Jesse Bates for the Atlanta Falcons. I think it's an impact player for this Atlanta defense, and they made so many investments along this defense for 2023. Calais Campbell was mentioned um, earlier, uh, but also spending all of that money on Jesse Bates, getting them a true impactful player at the safety position. Um, he was the biggest name at the position. Um, I think he's. I think it's a great fit for Atlanta. I think it's a great fit for Jesse Bates. I think he's going to be super impactful for them. Um, and so that was player number one. Uh, and player number two, the culture fit, um, D'Amico Ryans goes from San Francisco, goes to Houston, takes a f- good look at this roster, takes a good look of w- where this team's at, and he brings Jimmy Ward with him for the safety position. Jimmy Ward's a good player. I think there's this great value here when it comes to this contract as well, but also a player 
that I think is going to really help bring in that San Francisco culture that D'Amico Ryans is going to try to instill. And it might not, it doesn't need to come from D'Amico. It can come from the players that he brought in, specifically Jimmy Ward, right? Jimmy Ward's going to know how a very well-run team, a team that has Super Bowl aspirations every single year, um, how they operate. And Jimmy Ward's going to be able to be the player voice in that room that helps bring that together. He's going to help to bring along those young um, players as well. Derek Stingley Jr. on that defense. Um, And so for me, in terms of impactfulness, um, Jimmy Ward, a player uh, that made the most sense here for the top faces in new places. No kickers, no punters. I'm sorry. I, I know I know, specialists are people too. I understand, but we just didn't get them on the list here. Um, and that's it. The top faces in new places for 2023. A kind of a refresher course on free agency and where players went and the players that might be able to be the most impactful in their new in their new teams, their new cities, their new fan bases for 2023. We appreciate you making this show a part of your day, uh, whether it's one, two, three, or all five episodes throughout the week. We greatly do appreciate it. We would greatly appreciate a rate, a review, a subscribe to the podcast. If you already have done all of those things, share the podcast with a friend. Let us continue to grow this show, continue to grow the TDN Daily community together. And then if you've already done that, Join us on the YouTube side of things, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday. Uh, You can catch the VOD version afterwards if you can't catch us live, but you get to be a part of the pre-show, you get to be a part of the post-show, and you get to be part of the recording of the show. You saw me mention some people in the chat here as well. So I appreciate everybody making this show a part of their day. Hope everybody has a great rest of their Thursday, and we'll talk to you all tomorrow.